Yeah. <clears throat> I actually wanted to talk about having uncommon faith. Because um, if we want radical results, we kind of have to have radical faith, don't we? Yeah, I was um, listening to Joe Osteen this week. He's really good listening. If you just want to, you know, just listen to something that's easy listening. Um, and he doesn't preach a long time. So, I, you know, I've, I've been firing sermons to the kids and Philip all week. I listen to this. This is good. And they're like, have you listened to all his list yet? It's like, I, I, um, I really encourage you to listen to a message every day. Just put the word in every day. Faith comes by hearing. hearing. And so, um, but what he said is that if we, if we want, you know, like people are saying, oh, I just want to pay my mortgage or I want to pay this for the week. And so they could leave God to do that. That's great. But uncommon faith is going, I believe for God to pay the whole thing out this week. Yeah? And if we want to have that faith, <laughs> you're downloading a sermon. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, so if we want to have, I'm going to have to stand up, if we want to have uncommon faith as in expecting God to do exceedingly above and beyond and immeasurably more than we can ask or think or dream or imagine, we've got to put, have, go, all right, I'm going to believe for bigger things. Because too often we believe for this much and God's saying, I've got everything, I've got the universe at my disposal to give to you. And yes, we have to take steps and it's like, we, have, we take the steps and step and step and, and, and you know, it's an ever-increasing faith. But I want to encourage us to think bigger, to get God on the inside of us and his word on the inside of us more so that we can believe for bigger things, for better. It's not that we've seen our best days yet. Goodness me, we've got more. No matter how good God has been, he, you can't outdo his goodness. And so I just want to encourage us this morning as I share this word to believe for bigger things, to have uncommon faith. Uncommon faith is believing for things that most people wouldn't even dream of. And that's the sort of people we are, yeah? Yeah. So this is the ABCs, as Kenneth Copeland says, of faith. So you're going to have to have your Bibles or your phones ready because I'm going to give it to you. Out of your bags, yeah. If you're online, grab your Bible, grab your phone, whatever device the word is on. <clears throat> it's good to hear, but it's also good to see in front of our eyes. Keep it before our eyes, keep it in our ears, get it out of our mouth. I'm going to pray. Lord, we thank you that we can come and spend time together as a family, that we gather together as the Ecclesia, wherever we are, Lord. And um, I ask that this word that you've laid on our hearts, then on my heart, that it would bear fruit, Lord, that it would increase us, that we would go deeper with you, that we would have radical, beyond the normal, Lord, faith, that we would be people who are so strong in you, Lord, that um, you would work in us, that we would go from faith to ever-increasing faith, that we would be bigger on the inside, Lord, that by the end of this year we would not be the same, Lord, that we would keep on growing and developing and, and going beyond what we even imagined, Lord, according to your word. Holy Spirit, I pray that you take these words and that they would ignite a fire in our hearts and in our spirit, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. All right, since it's Derby Day, Simon's not even here. Derby Day, (laughs) you're ready. Um, I'm going to use a full, I'm going to use a sporting illustration. So um, that's for you. That's for all the footy fans. Um, so 
What, what we actually have to do when we are walking out steps of faith is that we need to master and keep on mastering the fundamentals or the basics of our walk with God. Too often we can go, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm running up here and we want to do all these great things and we want to do stuff in the courts of heaven and we want to do, you know, see miracles happen and that's great and we should believe for those things. But if we let go of the fundamentals of our faith walk to have those things, we're going to fall over. And so I want to encourage us that we've got to build and build on the foundations of our faith. Step by step by step, that's how we build. And so the fundamentals, it's just like as an elite sportsman or anybody really who plays this game of sport and you get to a higher level, whether it's the grand final and, you know, the Oz kick or, or up to the AFL or a baseball final or whatever, those people, they have gone through drills. They have done things over and over and over again the same. If you're a musician, you play the scales. You, you just play the same things over and over to make sure that you keep mastering and be on top of the fundamentals of what you're doing. If you go into the footy training, at the open training, you'll see them. They do the drills over and over again. And you think, don't they know how to catch a ball yet? You know, don't they? But if they don't keep on practising, they don't keep on practising kicking out goals, what happens? They miss. Yeah, when the opportunity, they've got the ball in their hands and they've got the opportunity, if they have not kept on practising and mastering the basics of their game, they are more than likely when the pressure comes on and the crowd is yelling, you've got these flags flapping behind you and booing and yahooing, they are probably more than likely, if they have not kept on practising and mastering the game, they will more than likely miss. Because when the pressure comes on, if you have not kept on with the basics, that's when you're going to miss the opportunity. And it's the same with us, um, with our faith. Um, it's that if we don't keep on practising the basics, when the pressure comes, what do we do? We can drop the bundle and we crumble. When the opportunity comes, we're not ready because we haven't kept the word in, because we leak. You know, it's like the enemy comes and he tries to pressure us and if we aren't full of the word, then what's going to come out? Whatever you've been listening and talking about, most will come out. And if it's not the word, it's not the basics, then that's whatever you've been putting in is going to come out. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we've got to keep our heart, our spirit, our souls, everything overflowing with the word. Even if you have been a mountain, a giant of faith, you've been healed, you've been delivered, you've been set free of this and it's back here five years ago, and then you just, oh well, and you sit back in your laurels and you get flabby. You know, flabby on your faith, you know, the footy players and they've been retired for a bit. And it's like, oh, you used to be tank. You know, they're, they're, they're a, what's the word? They're a fit. I'm trying to think of what Shara says. But, you know, they're a fit. And then you see them five years later. If they have not been training the same, what happens? They eat pasta like they did when they were training and they get very fat and flabby and sloppy. And we can be the same. You can be a giant of faith back here, but if you do not keep on practising and doing the fundamentals of the game, when the opportunity comes down the track, you will not be ready. You'll be flabby. You'll be sloppy. You won't be there. Bang. If you have the enemy come at you and hit you with something like illness or pressure or something, a trial or a test, something's happening in your world or your family or your finances, if you have not kept in the, mastering the basics of the game of life with Jesus, up here, if you haven't done it, you're going to get hit. And you see that in people's lives. They were so strong. And then all of a sudden, they're flabby and they're sloppy. They've got sloppy with their faith. 
and they don't have it to draw on anymore. It's run the race, run the race to the end of the game. You know, Philip tells a story about a baseball player and he had he one game to go, two games to go. Hang on, I'll get him to tell it. Am I right to come over there or am I going to buzz? I'm trying to think of the guy's name, but he's, it was one of the, he actually had the, one of the best batting averages of all baseball. And he was the guy who could hit it. And um, so the reporter came down to actually interview him. He's two games to go before he retired. And he got down there and he watched him hit. And he hit 200 balls. He's sitting there just for an hour, just hitting 200 balls, you know, pitching up one or the other. And in the interview, he said to him, why are you still doing that? You've got two games to go. Why are you still doing that? And he said, that's what it takes to be great. But he says, you've got the best batting average. You can hit a ball better than anyone else. He says, but that's why. He says, because they keep doing the basics of just hitting a ball after ball after ball after ball. It's what we do at the end game. That's, you know, it's, we've got to keep on doing it for the end. So I want you to turn on your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11, towards the back of your Bibles. Or just scroll on your phone. It's on the bottom of the list. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Because faith is a storehouse. I love this quote by Kenneth Copeland. He says, faith is a key to unlocking the storehouses of the spirit realm. Faith is a key. So Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The world was framed up by faith, by words. He spoke those things that were not visible in the natural realm and he spoke them into being. And God says to have faith in him. He says, have faith in God. And that scripture, when you read that, have faith in God, which is in Mark eleven twenty two, says have faith in God. It's, it's that have the God kind of faith that created the world by faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is not necessarily something that you know, when we believe for something that we can see it right now unless you're seeing in the spirit. When you get up into heavenly places, you will see what God wants to reveal. But it won't be necessarily you can touch it, you can feel it, you can taste it. It's that you see those things that God wants to do and faith grabs hold of them and pulls them into, re- into the reality. That's what faith does. It is a powerful, powerful dynamic. And what is incredible is that we have the faith that created the world. The, God spoke and it came into being. He said, let there be light. Bang. There was light. And we have that DNA on the inside of us. We are made in the image of God and you have planted in you. It says we've all been given a measure of faith. We have all been given the measure of faith that created the universe. Think about that for a minute. We have all been given a measure of the same faith that created the universe. Says faith as only as big as a mustard seed will move mountains. This profound, really. I know that's like a, seems like a simple little line, but the same faith that created the universe, we have all been given a measure of it. We have all. When you come and you come to Jesus and you ask Him to be part of your life, you have faith deposited in, inside of you. Everybody gets the same measure. 
It's what we do with that to grow it that is up to each one of us. Some will sit back and get flabby and do nothing with their faith and they'll get them saved. Others will put into it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. Yes? And so it's what we do with that measure of faith makes us flabby or makes us a spiritual giant. Yeah? It's what we do with that measure of faith. But right now, every one of us sitting here listening online, we have all been given that same measure of faith that created the universe. We have that on the inside of it. That is dynamite. You don't really understand what is inside of you and you don't know the power that you have when you speak. If we understood how much power is in, on the inside of us, we would not be the same. And that's what God says, be transformed by renewing your mind. If we could have a, if we fully had that revelation of what we have on the inside of us, we would not look at our day the same. And that's what God wants to get us, is that when we look at his word, something goes off on the inside of us. And that you cannot have that faith activated unless you put the word in, because the word is him, and, and you get him, the word and faith that he has deposited on the inside of us, that measure, working together, things happen, things pop. Yeah, but we have such a low expectation of what that measure of faith can do that we sit on it. You know, we sit on it. And it's like God saying, just get deeper, go deeper with me because you have no idea. You have, it says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has planned for us. But he says, but the Holy Spirit reveals those things to us by his spirit. He wants you to know what you can do with your measure of faith. So I want to encourage you today. You say, oh, well, I'm not like you. I can't believe for things. Yes, you can, because you have been given the same measure of faith that created the universe is sitting on the inside of you. The measure of faith that created the universe resides in you and me. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to grow it or are you going to sit on it and get flabby? It's like you get so frustrated when you see somebody who has so much potential as a sportsman or a musician or a writer or an artist, don't we? And we look at them and go, why don't you do anything? If I had that talent, I would be, you know, the top of my game. Well, I'm saying today, what are you doing with the measure of faith that you've been given that can change the world? Because it's the same thing. Amen? All righty. So we practice and continue to be people who have mastered the basics of faith. So I want us to turn to Mark chapter 5 because this is pretty much the ABCs of faith and how it works. It's not very, it's not very complicated. It's actually really, really simple. Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. It's a woman with the issue of blood, and uh, I'm going to read it from start to finish, I think. Here we go. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had... And was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging around you, and you say, Who touched me? 
And he looked around to see her who had done the thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. These are the ABCs of faith in the story of the woman with the issue of blood because, number one, the basic foundation of having faith and growing that measure is hearing. The woman had heard about Jesus. She'd heard about the miracles he'd been doing. It was in Capernaum and it was actually where Jesus was living at the time. And so she had heard about him. She'd heard the stories of what was happening. And so she went, she, I'm going to believe. She heard and it caused her to believe something. Faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. So when we want to increase our measure of faith, what do we do? We hear. We keep on hearing. Even, you know, like, I think it's really cool that you walk around and you read the word out loud to yourself because something happens when you hear the word. Listen to the messages, faith messages. Don't listen to depressing things. Listen, you know, don't listen to our boring stuff that puts you to sleep. Listen to things that make it pop. You know, get translations of the word that make it pop. If one translation isn't working for you, get another one. There's so many out there. Try the Passion, the Amplified, the NIV, the NLT, the TPT, whatever. (laughs) Go down and have a listen. And what pops to you? As Bill Winston says, find it till the word pops. Yeah? And it's like, but faith comes by hearing. She heard the word and it caused her to believe. Okay, so we hear and it activates that measure of faith. So she heard something and it caused her to believe. So step number one of building your faith, the ABC, A is hear and believe. Romans 10.10 says, and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. So it's we believe and then the second thing she did, and if you look in verse When she heard about Jesus, verse 27, she came behind him in the crowd and touched a garment. For she said, look at that verse in verse 28. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She said something. She heard the word. She believed what she'd heard. And then she said, if only... Now, do you think she was thinking other things at the time? Now, this is a woman who had an issue of blood. She was bleeding. She was not allowed out in public in the crowd. You have to remember that the person that was walking with Jesus at the time was Jairus, who was the leader of the synagogue. Now, she's in Capernaum. She is a Jew. She would have been known to the synagogue. And here's the leader of the synagogue walking along beside Jesus and she comes along and reaches out and touches this hem of her garment. She knew that if Jairus saw her, she, would be, she was rightfully should have been stoned. She had guts, that lady. She was desperate. She was hungry and she said, I have believed something and I'm saying it. I, I'm going to get healed. But she had to stand up on the inside and do something. But you can guarantee that she was thinking, I can't go out there. I'm bleeding now. I can't go out there. What if they seize me? What if Jairus says, right, that woman's unclean and he, he stones me? She, she would have been having, because every time we activate our faith, your brain's going to be saying, but, 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 the enemy's going to be going, oh, yeah, but, what if this happens? Or, you know, it might not happen for you. Or what if, what if, what if, the what ifs. That's why Philip says, doubt your doubts. Every time we have to step out and act on our faith and we've got to say something, you know what's going to happen first? We're going to think a whole lot of rubbish. 
Yeah, where that's where we actually we we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, and that's the word does that. So if we start to have all those doubts, mm, shut your mouth. Yeah, because what she said was powerful. Here, she believed in her heart. She heard. She believed, and then it was what she said. And what we say is what we're thinking. So she shut down those thoughts enough to go, no. She'd been bleeding for 12 years, spent all her money, had, was, was like, I have no other options. So what we say, whatever you talk about the most will get to the, be the biggest thing in your mind. It will get bigger and bigger and, until it turns into a giant and you turn it into a grasshopper if you're not careful. So what we're thinking about is what we're going to say. So we've got to watch what we're thinking because that's what we're going to say. Does that make sense? It's pretty basic. The more you talk about Jesus and how big he is and how wonderful he is and what is in his word and you keep talking like that, I believe it. I believe that Jesus can heal me. I believe that I've heard all the things he's done for everybody else. I've heard that he opened blind eyes. I've heard that he raised, raised people to life. I've heard that he cleansed the lepers. That's what she needed to be saying to herself and that's what she must have said because her life was on the line. Yeah, so she started, you know, when, when you're faced with finances, when you're faced with sickness, when you're faced with relationship, Lord, I know that you are good. I know that your goodness follows me all the days of my life. I know that you have good things planned for me, that you are for me and not against me. I know that you heal me. I know that you love my kids. I know that they're going to be mighty in the land. I know that I am a success and not a failure. I'm blessed as I come in and blessed as I go out. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen? That's what we think. Because what you think about gets bigger and bigger and bigger on the inside. That's why I listen to the word every day because I'm just like you on a bad day and you're on a bad day. You know, like we have bad days and it's like, ask my kids. <laughs> I go for a run. <laughs> it's like I need to run this, and I sort myself out. Yeah? Sometimes we've got to get a hand and boom. Or give ourselves a kick up the pants or, you know, if I'm really mad, I don't do it so much anymore because I've got flaws. I do vacuuming because when the vacuum cleaner's on, you just can't talk rubbish because you're vacuuming. Or do something strenuous. Go for a run. You can't talk so much. Do something. Star jumps. Shut your mouth (laughs) and get your thoughts in line. And that's what she must have done because she heard about Jesus. I've heard about him. I heard about he has healing. I've heard about what he's cleansing lepers, things that are impossible to fix. I've heard about it and I'm going to believe. And then she said, and then she said, if I just can reach him and touch the hem of his garment, she actually spoke out what she was going to do, I will be cleansed. Yeah, so what we speak, believe Believe, she heard, she said, and then what did she do? Number C, ABC, she touched his garment. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction and power went out of Jesus. She acted on the word. The word is the key. She unlocked the treasure of what God had for her because she, the word and Jesus are the same. She grabbed hold of the word of God. Because Jesus is a word. She heard, she believed, she spoke, and she acted. It's not hard, is it? We just have to put it into practice. Yeah? She heard, she believed, she spoke, and then she acted. Yeah? She touched... And she got out in the street where it was dangerous. She must have been afraid. And I'm not saying that it's like 
sometimes it's scary to walk in faith. Actually, all the time. <laughs> yeah. She intended to touch him, get healed, and then get out of there. She actually didn't want to draw attention to herself because she knew that she was really not meant to be there. And she was like, I'll just touch him. I'll just, oh, off we go and hide. And Jesus messed her plan up totally because he went, who touched me? Because she didn't understand that power was going to go bang out of her. She, just, she didn't understand what she was about to do. That's what I'm saying to you, to, as that the, the, the measure of faith that we have in us is so powerful that it is felt tangibly. When you lay hands on the sick, Jesus, she felt it tangibly and he felt it. He felt it because she said instantly she felt something happen in her body. Instantly he felt it come out of his body. The measure of faith is like dynamite. It's dynamic power, dunamis power. means dynamite. You didn't know what you had on the inside of you. You have dynamite, dynamic power on the inside of you. And when you act on it, you hear, you believe, you speak, you act, bang. Things happen. And I know most of us have seen that through our lives, but it's like God wants us to increase, go deeper, expect more, believe for more, but keep these fundamentals of how we master the basics of our faith, just keep doing it. Because if we go, oh, I had a win back here, and we don't keep on mastering these basics, we will get flabby and we will get sloppy and we won't be ready. God wants to take us deeper. He has a whole world out here that he wants to send us into. We're like his armed forces. We're like, I say to God, I'm like an arrow in your bow. You point me where you want me to be. And that's what he wants us to be like. Be like an arrow. And he goes, there, go. And we're so finely tuned and so honed, bang. We're there and we, and we dynamo happens there. And then he goes, right, I want you over there. And that is how we change the world. If 12 men can change the world and turn it upside down, what can this room do? But God says, go deeper in me, expect more, that I would do exceedingly above and beyond what you can ask or think or dream or possibly imagine. Ephesians 3.20. He says he wants us to expect more, but if we get flabby on the fundamentals, then we're going to miss the opportunities. If we get pressured by the world, and the enemy knows where our buttons are. He knows where our soft spots are, and he will go for it. So stop having a soft spot and tone up and muscle up and tank up so you don't have a soft spot. So he touches you, you're like rock hard abs. They're quite good, actually. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he wants us to be so toned. You know, David, he was a shepherd, but he was also a warrior. He had a warrior's heart, and that's what God wants us to have. He says, don't un- underestimate what you have on the inside of you. You have a warrior's heart, a warrior's heart. You just got to pick up your sword and know who you are and pick up your shield, Yeah. Your shield and your sword. The sword is the word of God. Your shield is your faith. And use it instead of going, oh, and be flabby about it. Now, we can't be flabby. I want us to be the strongest, toughest army in Perth. You know, we might not ever, I'm not going to say that, but, you know, people go, it's, I know, who is it? Um, what's his name? Jesse, Jesse Duplantis, and he goes, we may not be the biggest church, but I want us to be the strongest. I'm not speaking that we're not going to be the biggest because I, ha- I want to see souls saved, but I want us to be strong. I want us to be so strong that we are so honed that we are like, we walk into the room, every one of us, from the smallest to the biggest, and shift atmospheres. That we are so tank on the inside, so strong, because we know that that measure of faith has got big. 
that we're constantly honing it. They're constantly honing it. You know, you see people and they're constantly honing their bodies, you know, the bodybuilders, and they're like, oh, muscle upon muscle, and they're all shiny. Yeah? Well, I want us to be like that on the inside. You can be like that on the outside too because you're all beautiful people. But, you know, and we need to understand that, that when we're strong in the inside, we're going to be strong on the outside too. We mustn't be flabby either way. Yeah, we've got to be fit and healthy so we can run our race. But most important is that we hone the spiritual muscle what we have been given. We've all been given a measure of faith. My question is, what are you going to do with your measure? Because it's simple. Hear, believe, speak, then act. And then what did she do? She testified. She testified to what Jesus had done. And that's what Philip was saying before. When God does something, tell people. Shout it from the rooftops what he has done. I remember somebody got healed from a heart complaint in a church we used to be in. And it was like a miracle. And they, and they told us about it in a letter that they handed to us on Sunday morning. And it was like, get up and testify. And they said, oh, no, I don't want to come across as being too proud. And we're like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> Yeah, she was radically, miraculously healed and she wrote it on this little Peter Peter. I would have been standing on the rooftops and saying, look what God has done. But the enemy had kind of fooled them so much. Oh, you have to be humble. That is not humility. That is just, that has been foolish and going, well, that's, you know, but keep quiet. Don't draw attention to yourself. Uh Uh-uh. Who are you to think that you are insignificant and should hide in the background. You are created by the Most High God and have gifts and talents and a faith put on the inside that we are the light of the world and we should stand out. Do not think that you should have to walk into a room and not be noticed. And I know what that feels like because I used to slink into the room and not be noticed and be in the background and let my sisters go first. Who are we to slink into the background when God, the Most High God, says you are wonderfully and fearfully made and you have, you know, like residing on the inside of you, the DNA of the creator of the universe. Do not underestimate what each one of you can do. If he can change me and have me preaching and have me standing in front of crowds, he can do it to the, to the smallest, quietest person. Amen? Amen. Amen? Yeah, because God has placed the same measure within each one of us that created the universe, that at his spoken word, light came to be, that at his spoken word, the stars were created, that at the spoken word of Jesus, blind eyes were open. Do not underestimate who you are this morning. Yeah, the ABCs, hear, believe, speak, act, and then testify how good God is. Amen? It's easy. All right, let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for how simple your word is. I want to thank you for just us being masters of the fundamentals, Lord, that we would be so tank on the inside, Lord, that we'd be so finely and beautifully honed, Lord, that we would be like arrows in your bow. And that you would fire us and we would be descending fires of your presence and your spirit and miracles and wonders and signs all over this city, all over this land. Lord, help us not to underestimate who we are in you. 
Help us to know who we are, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, Lord, that we have the mind of Christ, that we have a plan and a purpose in you. Lord, I break off every negative thought, every small thinking, every thinking that we're lowly sinners off us in the name of Jesus, any unworthiness, anything that we are insignificant or not sufficient to be used, Lord, I break those things off. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would set a fire on the inside of us, that we would open your word up, that it would be like bread to us, Lord, that we would be so hungry for it and that we would grow, that we would be the strongest community in this city, Lord, that we would be so strong and that we would be so like a finely tuned unit, Lord, that we would make an impact in the kingdom of darkness and plunder it. We pray. I pray signs and wonders. I pray dreams. I pray revelation. I pray downloads from heaven, Lord, for each one of us. Lord, I pray that you would blow off the, sh- um, the, sh- the things that would keep us back, that you would cut those things off in the name of Jesus. Where there's been sin that has been trying to entangle us, I cut that off in the name of Jesus. Where there's been unworthiness, where there's been stress, where there's been financial pressure, I just speak release from those things in the name of Jesus. That we would walk in the plan and purposes that you have for us. Lord, I pray that you would bring teams together, that you would bring people together, that we would be like units across this city. Lord, I pray that you would release hubs through each one of us, Lord, and that that we would make an impact. I pray in Jesus' precious name. And we all said, Amen. Amen.